0: God Stories Radio would like to thank Affirm Consulting for partnering with us in ministry. Affirm Consulting is a faith-based, hands-on business consulting firm serving clients nationwide. The reputation is built on helping countless small and mid-sized companies overcome business challenges. If strengthening, growing, or scaling your business is your goal, schedule a free meet for coffee with the business experts at Affirm Consulting.
1: You're listening to the God Stories Radio podcast with Fritz, Mike, and Tina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio.
0: of God Stories Radio. the is session 235. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on, guys? Thursday night. Hey, Thursday night. we're here. Yes, Woo-hoo. we are. <laughs> 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 ah, ah. Weather's a bit blustery
2: out there. It was nice all day until the last couple hours. I know, right?
1: It's supposed to get quite chilly. Again. Yeah, unfortunately.
2: Chilly? Wow. 75 degrees tomorrow?
1: No, I think it's supposed to drop like down to 41 or something like that by Saturday.
0: Yeah, something like that in the 40s.
1: Yeah, so. I wonder why
0: people are sick all the time. Exactly. It's hot, cold, hot, cold.
1: So how was your week?
0: My week? Man, busy. Busy as a sprayed roach.
1: You have the weirdest expressions. (laughs) Thank you, babe.
0: I take that in love. Is that you that hit the table? I did. He's trying to get comfy.
2: <laughs>
1: How Seven about you, years. Mike? How was your week?
0: It's uh, a long one. Work see a recurring theme there.
1: I know. Work,
0: work, the long and line, work winding road. Especially by yourself. <laughs> by Mike Jewett.
1: <laughs> well, we'll need Be to take a, a page seller. out of Ecclesiastes right. and try to find joy in our yeah, labor. Exactly.
0: It, it's all meaningless, Mike.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't worry about I it. I know. I pray before I go in. Colossians 1, 23, work as if you're working for the Lord. Oh, nice.
0: Amen to that. Well, I do want to take a minute to uh, promote what we're going to do next week. We had somebody write in, give us some a great idea. What we're going to do next week is talk about God's Stories Radio, which is something that we rarely ever do, you know, just in passing, but we've never really talked about the history of it and guests that we've had on past and present and who we've met and where we've come from and what God has done and where we're at today and... What's next? What's next? And I think it's pretty exciting. And we've kind of got some guidelines. We were going to do it tonight, honestly, but but we wanted a little, a chance to prepare.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It deserves that.
0: It really does. God Stories Radio deserves our best because we want it to be the best for you guys, the listeners, because our only agenda has been to bring hope and encouragement. Absolutely. Amen to that.
1: But we did get another listener request, um, yeah. and that request was for First John.
0: Amen to that, man. I'll tell you, that is a, a power-packed little book. It hmm.
1: is. It's only five chapters, but it has a lot to say.
0: Sure does. Where do you start? <laughs> I, at the
1: beginning. <laughs>
0: It does say that. <laughs>
1: yes, it does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that which was from the beginning. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, oddly enough, I feel like when you are first becoming a Christian or, or taking your journey into this Christian lifestyle and into this walk, you often hear Christians say it's not religion, it's a relationship. I feel like 1 John really illustrates so much in just five short chapters. And I feel also that First John is what changed my life when I read it for the first time. We'll never forget I was about 17 or 18 years old and I was doing a Bible study with my best friend's mom. I was definitely living in the world. I was listening to her kind of unpack sentence by sentence what everything meant. And it just opened up my eyes because I had grown up with this Catholic background where I went to Catholic school and, you know, it was a wonderful school. I definitely had a positive experience there, but I never knew who Jesus was. I just knew he was God's son, but that's all that I knew. Really, Christianity is all based on the relationship with Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. Amen to that.
1: So if you don't have that, you've got nothing. Not and that, that's why it's so important to understand that fundamental fact. And the nice thing about 1 John is it spells it all out for you. So you don't have to take my word for it or anybody mm-hmm. else's word for it. You can read it for yourself and watch the Spirit. Speak to you and your heart. Um,
0: How so, do you see that Bible, though? I, that's what I got. I, I just I just saw those. That the is print tiny. Too. I mean, it that's is super wow. real tiny. tiny.
1: I would be more than happy to use your large print Bible if you, you can, want. or
0: you you can use my large print phone.
1: That's okay. I've got <laughs> it right here as well.
0: You
2: know, and you, and I have you, to. What uh, Tina was just saying. You know, some people say, "Do you know Jesus?" But actually, is does Jesus know you? Oh, that's good, Mikey. Mm.
1: It talks about that in here too. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and begin by reading kind of the first introduction section and let the word speak to you. Now, I do like to read out of the New Living Translation, and the reason for that is that I'd like to hear what God has to say kind of in a more modern day text that I feel is applicable, uh, more applicable. I've I've read it before in King James Version and NIV, etc., um, ESV, what have you. I've read it in multiple different um translations but this is one of the ones that I enjoy the most I, I just enjoy listening to it and I feel like it's very effective well, already we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning whom we have heard and seen we saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands he is the word of life this is the one This one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son. Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so you may fully share our joy.
0: And Avi says we write these things to make your joy complete. hmm
1: Nice. So, you know, in in the beginning, there was God, right? There was the word of God, right? And the word was God. And You know, what is one of the common names for the word? It's also Jesus. You know, Jesus is the word of God.
0: Yeah, and you truly can't, in my opinion, receive from the word of God unless you have a relationship with him. And typically, if I don't pray before I read the word, I don't get as much out of it as when I ask the Father to reveal things to me. Mm-hmm. And that word will jump off the page. It's amazing.
1: And there's power in that word. There's power in. You bet. It's a living power because it's going to mean something to you today, but then it might mean something to you that's very different tomorrow. It's a living word. It doesn't always mean the same thing. And that's why you can read the scriptures over and over and it stays fresh and new because it's living.
2: That's right. It says that in Hebrews. Yes, it does. Living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword.
0: Mm. That's good stuff.
2: When I, when I read 1 John, or yeah, 1 John, the verses that jumped out at me even reading the whole thing, was First John 7 through 10. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us.
0: It's funny, the NIV says uh, we deceive ourselves, hmm. and the word is not in us. That's powerful.
2: That's the one that jumped out at me when I read that book first, On, And I think,
1: you know, it's important to note that you can't, walk around thinking that you have no sin. You're in direct contradiction with God, if that's what you think. Oh, yeah. And then that means God is not living in you. Right. um, Because you're calling God a liar, effectively. And
2: And you're deceiving yourself. You're
1: deceiving yourself. You
0: are not under the spirit of the Lord. Hmm. It says here,
1: oops, I hit, hit the wrong button there. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's just what I did earlier. On me. <laughs> I love the Bible app, but if you,
1: if you touch it wrong, yeah, yeah. If you
0: do it just wrong, it will send you somewhere.
1: If we claim that we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. I don't know about you guys, but that's not where I want to be.
0: Nope. Nope. Don't want to be on that side of the fence whatsoever.
1: So, you know, the relationship with God is a fellowship. God came down and he lived with us. He dwelt among us. He had a relationship with us. You know, he showed love to us. I mean, we deserved judgment, but we didn't get judgment. He came to love, to fulfill that verse, you know, to love one another. Um,
0: Amen. We deserve a lot of things. Yeah, I'm. I'm just glad he's sovereign, and uh, every day his mercies are new. Mm-hmm. I'd be toast. I'm <laughs> glad he just sure. doesn't smash me like a bug. <laughs> wow. Uh,
1: so. In here, it says a new commandment. Dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment for you. Rather, it is an old one. You have had from the very beginning. This old commandment to love one another is the same message you heard before. Yet it is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment, and you are also living it. For the darkness is disappearing, and the true light is already shining. If anyone claims I am living in the light but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble, but anyone who hates a fellow believer is still living and walking in darkness. Such a person doesn't know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness." I am writing to you who are God's children because you, because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. I am writing to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. Just make sure you hang, you catch that Christ existed from the beginning. I am writing to you who are young in the faith because you have won your battle with the evil one. I have written to you who are God's children, because you know the Father. I have written to you who are mature in the faith, because you know Christ, who existed from the beginning. I have written to you who are young in the faith, because you are strong. God's words live in your hearts, and you have won your battle with the evil one.
0: Amen. And if that wasn't uh, powerful enough, it jumps into talking about uh, loving the world and being of the world. And let me read what I've got highlighted real quick, uh, starting at uh, let's see, chapter five, verse fifteen. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. And the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever
1: and there's a word um that the Bible uses when we replace you know things that should where we should be filled with God and we fill it with things and you know it takes our focus off of God. It's called idolatry, yep and it's easy to get distracted and fall into idolatry. Sometimes it's one of those things where it just gradually happens and you don't even notice it in areas of your life.
0: No, and that w- that would have been such the case in my life because you know, when you think about idols, it's like, I don't I don't worship any idols, you know, I don't right. have any problem, but it, anything could be an idol. Right. Your car.
1: Yep. Anything,
0: you know, uh, how
1: you spend your time.
0: Yeah. Your hobbies Mm -hmm. could be an idol and he's a jealous God and he talks about that.
1: Yeah. So if it's a stumbling block for you with your relationship with the Lord, you know, try looking at it through the lens of this may be an idol in my life. And you can start tearing down that idol by asking God for help.
0: Yeah, that's very powerful. I just hope that I don't have any idols.
1: I think it's a a constant um, check and balance, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. That we have to do in our lives. We all got
0: wants and desires. And Mm -hmm. can you make a want or a desire an idol? Sure can. I believe so. I believe that can become your passion and that passion your idol. Just a thought. It's a thinker. (laughs) Yeah,
1: You know, I just always find it amazing when I think about Christ's time on this earth and how he chose to spend it just loving on people. You know, he had every right to point his finger or wag his finger at us or condemn us, but he didn't choose to do that. He just simply chose to love us. And... You know, obviously John 3 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, you know, and it's just like so you know, those who sorry, I'm terrible at quoting scripture um on the spot or on the fly, but um he gave his son so that we wouldn't perish, so that we would have everlasting life through his son. Because he didn't want to see any of us get cast away. And it's all about that relationship. It's all about the fact that he cares for you so very much. You are that important to him. He was willing to have his son's life on this earth perish. And it's amazing that he had a plan, but... You know, it all kind of comes together because, you know, we know that God is omniscient and he knows things from the beginning to the end, but he has a plan and we have to trust in his plan over our plan because we can't see far enough down the line to understand how it all comes together. I'm sure Adam and Eve couldn't understand what was yet to come. But through their very um, own line, through their very own descendants, came Jesus.
0: Yeah. So it's just interesting to hear, you know,
1: when you tie it all together.
0: I got to touch on something in chapter three, because this is what just nailed my feet to the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. Geez, what an analogy. I just was going to say that. (laughs) But in verse 4, it says, uh, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Here's the punchline. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin, has either seen him or known him. And then the one I highlighted down, uh, the second half of verse 10 says, kind of sums it all up. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. Man, is that strong or what?
1: It's very strong.
0: Yes, so. it is. Yeah, I mean, and, and and it's all about
2: love. I mean, I was like just going to say, was saying that earlier too. That uh, he so loved us, and and he came and walked the earth, just showing love.
0: Uh, John's books is all about love. Without love, we're a clanking gate. <laughs> I always get that wrong.
1: (laughs) That's okay. I do too under pressure. I can quote scripture off of, off the air, but not on the air. (laughs) Well, I think
0: of for King and country, that's the song, you know, without love we're bankrupt. Yeah. That's right. From first Corinthians 13. Rattling gate, clanging symbol. We're bankrupt. Without love. Without love. (laughs) For King and country. If you don't know them, go out and, Buy their stuff. You will be blessed.
1: Definitely.
0: They didn't pay me to say that. I just just love them. Wow. So,
1: you know, it went into do not love this world and then a warning about antichrists. Dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the antichrist is coming and already many such antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong with us, but you are not like that for the Holy one has given you his spirit and all of you know the truth. So I'm writing to you, not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies and who is a liar. Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ. Anyone who denies the father and the son is an antichrist. Anyone who denies the son but doesn't have the father either. But anyone who acknowledges the son has the father also. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the son and with the father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life. He promised us. I am writing these things to warn you about who, about those who want to lead you astray, but you have received the Holy spirit and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true for the spirit, Teaches you everything you need to know, and he teaches, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ.
0: You know, if we sat here and said nothing and just read the whole book, <laughs> it you know, it's it's just plain. It is. It is plain and simple and to the point.
1: You, you've got to have both, you know, you've got to have that belief in Jesus Christ and that belief in God. You know, they're the same. You believe in the father and you believe in the son. They're not apart. They were together from the beginning. And that was a changing point in my understanding level. Um, just understanding that everything was created in and through Christ you know, as, you as it says in Genesis. So it's it's a remarkable book, the book of John, because I feel like it, it helps those scales to fall off your eyes.
0: Mm-hmm. Chapter 4, verse 12, no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. I love that. It's all about love. Mm-hmm. It have love.
1: And that's bad shape. I think that's why it's important for us as Christians too to love other people. Like we have to love them whether they're being ugly or being nice, and mm-hmm. that's not always easy to do. You know, it's it's hard to live in the spirit and turn off your human desire to just, you know, shut down or retaliate or say the heck with you or what have you. It's hard to just love people, but that's what Christ came and did. He, he was the exemplified example of what it means to love one another. You know, he demonstrated it for us to the point of giving his life for us.
0: Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. I tell you, that book really causes you to reflect. It's almost hard to sit here and talk about it because I want to think for, I just want to meditate on it for a second (laughs) before I make comment because it's so powerful, but yet it's practical.
1: Yeah, there's just, I don't know, like I said, when I read the book of John, I feel like that's where everything started changing for me. And so, you know, it's a good place to start as a new Christian, is to start with the book of John in the New Testament. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: So, um, you know, if you're a new Christian, don't start in the Old Testament. Oh, no. Uh, Definitely start in the New Testament and kind of work your way through that and learn to understand that before you even start tackling the Old Testament.
0: What was the uh, episode that Pastor Chris was on? And we posed the question about how do you find a Bible? How do you select a Bible? Do you guys remember?
1: I don't remember that particular.
0: What session number was? I don't. I don't. Oh, well, but uh, he spelled out, you know, what the different Bibles and translations, what they mean and what, you know, why you would uh, select this kind of Bible. And it was way over my head, but. Right. (laughs) But it was practical at the time. I said, well, I've never thought about it that way.
1: I think one of the first Bibles I owned was an NASB, mm-hmm. um, but I really think when you select a Bible, it just needs to be understandable for you.
0: Absolutely.
1: Because if you don't at least understand it, you're not going to get anything out of it. Um, and then once you kind of have gained an understanding in that translation, then you can kind of move on to other translations. Mm-hmm. Or one of the things I used to do a lot was read it in one translation and then read it in another and then another and another. So I can compare what all the different versions say, because you can glean different things from sure. each translation, absolutely. you know. Um, <coughs> but at the end of the day, you've got to pray about what Bible to use. You've got to pray about what church to go to. The bottom line is you got to get that fellowship going with Christ, praying and asking him to show you and guide you because he will, because his spirit is residing in you as we just read.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's going to help you to discern what's true and what's not true. He's going to let you know what he wants you to to be led to, but you have to give him the opportunity. You know, you have to say, Lord, lead me because he's given us free will and he'll let us go our own way. So you've got to invite him to lead you and, you know, try your best not to pick up the reins.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get out of our own way. Right. I don't do that. (laughs) No. We say Jesus,
1: take the wheel and then we grab
0: it back. (laughs) What no. was your first Bible, Mikey?
2: I was just ready to say it was the NLT. Someone Ah, NLT. Uh, I was, in, again, in a situation back then that I couldn't uh, buy one or afford one, so a guy let me use, um, use one. It was an NLT, and I read it from start to finish, and then I gave it back to him. And he says, well, I meant you to have that. I says, well, then, you know, someone else is going to come along and give it to them. And so then I went and got an NIV, and that's the one I've stuck two cents because what I, when I read the NLT and read the NIV, I think it was more easier for me to understand the NIV. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where most churches are too. Pretty Mm -hmm. much. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I can remember when, uh, you and I were kind of going through our worst time, you know, in our Joseph calling and we'd pick up the Bible and did, It'd be three hours later, just like that, mm-hmm and i uh I remember when you held it up when I first heard your testimony, and you said I developed a habit. Yeah. this is my habit, right, like that, and the the place just erupted
2: it was um, you know, it's like you just said you know going through what I went through early on, especially, um I started to feel the you depression or something knocking. So I just went to the Bible and started reading it. Within 10 minutes, you know, I'm still going. And next thing I know, it's two or three hours later. And whatever I was concerned about or about to worry about or whatever else was
0: gone. That's part of the living, breathing word, because I can I can attest to that. I used to have bad anxiety and heart palpitations and back in the day. And I'd pick up that Bible. 15 minutes later, I'd forgotten all of that about all that. And mm-hmm. then it was two or three hours had passed and, and I couldn't believe the spirit
1: it. Spirit of the Lord in you. You better believe Absolutely. it. Yeah. And I think it's great to do like what you guys were just saying, which is kind of have a Bible study going with two or three or more people because you sort of glean different things from different people. So it's, you know, they can help you or challenge you to look at something from a different perspective because God is revealing it in a different way to them. And I know that through some of our Bible study groups, we have been completely challenged by that. and Oh, absolutely. um, And loved every minute of it, you know, along the way.
0: I can remember back in the day when it was five grown men sitting around a high top table in the the loft. Mm Mm-hmm. And I look forward to that Bible study more than anything on the planet. And I had a routine. And if I missed it, I knew it. I felt it. I got out of my routine.
1: Well, it makes a difference in your life, right? It makes a difference in how your week goes and how you respond to things, you know, and how you feel. Um, Having that relationship with the Lord, you just notice your life falls into line, alignment so much better. Um, and that's a spiritual thing. You know, we get caught up in the world and the physicalness of the world, but we're not called to live physically. We're called to live spiritually. You know, it's a spiritual battle that we're in. And the only way we can deal with it is living in a spiritual manner, which means getting into the word of God, which is spirit.
0: Mm Hmm. Amen. There again, I think that's why it's important to pray before you read.
1: Oh, I would uh, 100% agree exactly. uh, with that. There's been a
0: million times i picked up the Bible and just started reading, and then all of a sudden I'm, you know, Spiritual ADHD. ADD. A- yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and I have to, have to hide my phone because guaranteed that phone's going to... Something's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, every time. You're going to yeah. start yawning that, or I'm going, yeah, I'll just get some YouTube. Uh-huh. What's, you know? uh, what's for dinner? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The uh-huh. mind wanders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you pray first and your focus seems to be different when, uh, at least for me anyway. Well,
2: absolutely. I mean, I've, someone had brought that to my attention. I forget who it was to read before you pick up the Bible. You would think that you go to pick up and read the Bible, you're just going to do it, right? But someone said, why don't you pray before you do that? Right, and again, I don't know remember who did that or who recommended that, but I've been doing it ever since, and what a game changer.: Yep, I agree.
1: Big so, time. So you know, we've talked a little bit about first John um going through some of the the beginning of the first chapter there, but you know, talks about living as children of God. You know, and that's what we're trying to encourage you to do, you know, stay in what's righteous, um, develop good habits for yourself, um, you know, get together with other Christians and keep that relationship going with God. You know, you've got to nurture any relationship in your life.
2: They're, that, they're there for a reason. Right. And Satan loves it when you're alone. So you need to, you need that fellowship.
0: Well, you got that right.
1: Yeah. The fellowship is key because, you know, Satan will try to get you alone and attack you. And that's kind of his MO.
0: Yep. If he can isolate you, mm-hmm. he's got you. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, you're going to make some good Christian friends. And if you don't have some, pray for them. He'll bring them. He will. He sure will. God always says to pray. You You have not because you ask not. And, you know, obviously you have to be. Consider you have to consider the, the desire of your heart, the real reason why you're asking for these things. But if you're asking out of a purity and a pureness of heart, he's going to honor those things, you know, and you're, if you're asking to grow your relationship, like you want Christian friends in your life because you want to get closer to God and you want to be more well anchored in your spiritual journey with him, he's going to honor that.
2: Yes, yeah. he will. Why won't he not answer that prayer?
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I've I've told so many people, uh, friends of mine and so forth, you know, hey, you can take my word for it, but pray about it, you know, mm-hmm. just pray about it because God may have something different for you. Yeah. Um, You know, put it to him. And then next thing you know, I hear that they prayed about something and he's led them somewhere already, you know, and it, and it's great and it's amazing. And that's the way it's supposed to be, because. We're supposed to take our needs to him. We're not supposed to take them to man. We're supposed to take them to him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the one who fulfills us.
0: Well said, babe. That was a welling up in your spirit there, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. And there's so much more. Oh in my first gosh, John. we could stay
0: on first John. Like I said, if we never said a word and we just read it, it's that powerful.
1: But hopefully we've wet your appetite enough to go and pick up your Bible And to get into 1 John, it's only five chapters. If you have the Bible app, it'll actually read it out loud to you. Um, The Bible app is called YouVersion, and it's a free app you can download to your phone. So, you know, take advantage of the tools that are out there. You know, don't give any excuses. Oh, I don't have a Bible. Well, yeah, you can get access to a Bible. You know, you can go online and you can find scripture. You can find an app that you can download for free. There are tools and resources out there and I almost guarantee you that if you went to a church um and you said I don't have a Bible and I need one, that they would just give you a Bible. Yep,
0: they gave me one.
1: So that theory has been tested and tried <laughs> many times throughout That's how I time. got my
0: first one.
2: You bet.
1: So don't be afraid to ask. You know, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to come to him and ask. Don't be afraid to ask for what you need and get into some good habits.
0: Amen. Get around some other believers and fellowship and you get some accountability and just... You uh, build it's awesome. each other up. Yeah, yeah, you build these relationships and you become intimate with other men, which is very unnatural for a man. But once you can let that go and really experience that, it's yeah. un- it's unbelievable. You won't want anything else. No, you won't.
1: I can tell you as a woman looking at you guys, um, you're, the brotherhood that you guys have, like the network that you guys have of other Christian men, it blows me away. And it, it makes me so happy to know that you guys have that, you know, because it's you can't do life by yourself.
0: No. You really can. And you wouldn't believe the texts that fly on a daily basis and these men jump into prayer and the absolutely the call of action almost immediately. Yep. And I can think of two or three things right off the top of my head that happened this week and last week mm-hmm. from some pretty serious things. And right. I, there was texts flying and prayers going up and it's, it's an amazing feeling. I mean, I've taken advantage of that many times. And I'll tell you what, the mountains move. Mm-hmm. And where did that all start? Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and it's the same for us women, too. You know, we, to have, we have our group as well that we leverage each other's strengths and support and prayers for things that we're going through in life. Um, you need, if you're a woman, you need that circle of women, friends, Christian friends that you can rely on. And if you're a man, same thing. You need that circle of, uh, of brothers that you can rely on, um, because that's what they are. They're your brothers and sisters in Christ.
0: Amen. It's been more than one time we've helped people find a church. I know Mikey got somebody plugged in out of state. Yep, Texas. One time, Texas. So and if you're looking for a place to worship, drop us a line, God Stories Radio at gmail. We'll give you a hand.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, it's just that that brotherhood or that sisterhood is further exemplifying the love that Jesus showed us and then we're now showing it to each other.
0: Amen. Fabulous. What a great show, guys. I sure enjoyed that. I could talk all night on first John though. that just opens up so many other drawers, drawers, <laughs> there you go. Uh huh. Well, Face we love radio. your,
1: we love your funny sayings, <laughs> your little odd uh, sayings, uh,
0: open up your drawers and get a Bible. There you go. And fellowship, get to church in you know, fellowship. That's so important. That's where it starts. You betcha. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us guys. It's been a great time. And, uh, I think that about wraps it up for a session. Well, you know, before I'm going to wrap it up, I want to say one thing. The website has just recently been redone. So go to www.godstoriesradio.com. Check it out. Uh, Leave us some feedback. And there is a podcast button on there, which will take you to every single podcast we've ever done. And I'm rather proud of that. Also below that is a donate button. And if, the Lord feels you feel the tug, and you want to come alongside us and give us a hand. We sure appreciate it. Just push the button; every little bit helps. And uh, tomorrow is tax time, so for uh, God's stories for radio. For God's stories radio. So uh, we uh, we just appreciate it. Anyway, now that about wraps it up for session two thirty-five. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless you guys. God bless. God
1: bless.